0: You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend.
1: Hey, friend. So this episode is a fun mama topic. We are going to talk all about nesting. And since Kelsey is going to be welcoming baby girl very soon, we Yay. thought this was timely. Um, we'll chat all about our own nesting periods, welcoming kids both biologically and through adoption, which should be fun. And then what we did to get ready for those new little family members, what was helpful, what we maybe were a tad crazy about. <laughs> all of it. All of the above. So let's start with this. Do you feel like this nesting period? is a real thing or is it like one of those wive tales slash made up expectations for women? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Great question.
0: Um, I will say I feel it. Yeah. yeah. I think I feel it. So maybe not everyone feels it and that's totally okay. But I think I do feel it. And I, I definitely feel like I'm the kind of person who would have an inclination to feel it anyway. I mean, my favorite word
1: is cozy. You're right. You know, Uh
0: so. And planning ahead. Exactly.
1: Those are your two love languages.
0: Basically the Venn diagram of those (laughs) in between that is nesting. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I feel like even if I'm at times when I'm not expecting a baby, I can get kind of nesty. Yeah. You know, like on the holidays, just like wanting to turn your focus towards
1: your home and things like that but I definitely feel it strongly when we're about to add another family member okay yeah I would say both because Mm -hmm. I did not biologically have anything that kicked in right um I am sure there is something that biologically kicks in right like animals it does obviously so I'm sure that there is something that kicks in um but also it only makes sense that with a huge life change you would be like okay how can I prepare for this Mm -hmm. how can I control my environment Mm -hmm. and set myself up to be you know just like anything starting college or moving to a new Mm -hmm. place like whatever it might be you're gonna obviously be um feeling the need to like get ready right right? so and with babies and
0: kids there's so many just like cute sweet things that just adds that kind of like magic to it
1: totally okay so what does or did maybe with your with your boys like nesting look like for you
0: well, there's definitely an emotional aspect, I would say, for me, and I just started really feeling that in this pregnancy. I have mm. it's about seven weeks to go, mm-hmm. and for me, that feels like my thoughts and energy just turning inward. Oh, yeah, I am caring so much less about what's happening yeah. outside in That's the a world. Good way to put it, and very less inclined. Like I don't want more commitment. Right, like I'm just trying to get stuff done that I need to get done, but I'm really trying to preserve that space and energy for the things I want to do. And I I feel like I'm, I'm inclined to let myself prioritize I
1: love that you're like recognizing it and seeing it as a good thing Mm. because I feel, and maybe you're more inclined that way anyways, but I feel like that could be for somebody who's, who's super extroverted Mm -hmm. or like, especially with a first pregnancy or a first kiddo to feel like, oh, is this going to be my life where I just never gotcha. want to go oh, out or yeah, I never, yeah. you know, but like, right. that's actually okay. Yeah, This is the time to kind of focus inward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i really enjoying it. Um,
0: And then also what it looks like physically for me, I think there's a lot of Pinterest browsing and uh-huh. pinning, uh-huh. like just ideas and just enjoying getting to think about all of that yeah. stuff, you know, and, getting to enjoy that research Mm -hmm. of these different colors or these different cribs or these different clothes and things like that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Clearing literal space Mm -hmm. and decluttering. I think I kind of get that itch, you know, someone new is coming into Mm -hmm. the house. It's like, okay, I want to make space. And suddenly that kind of, as we've talked about in other contexts, just having kids shifts your priorities and suddenly these things we were holding
1: on to, yeah. I don't really care as much yeah. about anymore. Let's take him off and to And now you Will. know, like, I'm not going to have the time for that. Yes. And so, like, now is the Let's time get to de-clean the tub or exactly. do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: All of that. Um, and then just the, like, kind of specifics
1: of actually setting up a room for yeah. the baby. That yeah. kind of feels like the culmination totally. of it all. Totally. Um, okay. So, for us, this is a long answer for me. So, we were open to a sibling set anywhere from ages birth to, I think, six was what That's we said. right. So we had, and boys or girls, so we had to prepare kind of for all the things, Uh but also none of the things too specifically, which was really weird. Didn't want to get too deep into anything. Um, I will say the home study process helped with some of that Mm. because there were things that we had to think through and show them that we had thought Mm -hmm. through, like putting up a pool fence, um, you know, doing some of those safety things for sure. We had to have rooms set up for them somehow. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to look any certain Mm -hmm. way, but we needed to show that we could do, um, two separate rooms because mm-hmm. if they were a different gender past uh-huh. the age of five, they couldn't share a room. Uh-huh. And so we had to show two separate spaces for them. Um, so that actually did help thinking mm-hmm. about child locks and where are we putting the alcohol and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Maybe kind um, of some of that, not as fun stuff, but yes. then at least you have a checklist. Yeah. And you feel like you've practically done right. some of those things. Um, Something I ended up doing that I thought was kind of fun because I was a little bit sad about not being able to like buy outfits or Mm -hmm. do that because we left it more open. But I I thought that was important to do at the same time. So I bought one set of clothes for boys or girls in every age range as I I saw something like kind of cute or on clearance. And I tried to get like dresses that might work for a couple different sizes because I figured... The, who knows in foster care there can be emergency placements mm-hmm. and you just want something to be mm-hmm. able to put them in that you got them like mm-hmm. I loved you mm-hmm. before I had you yeah. you know yeah and so I would do that it just it it served my need to like shop yeah um it also I figured okay well if I get a two-year-old boy uh-huh. and I have boy things until six years old right. it's not like we won't use it and right. we did I mean Vanessa just this year fit into a dress that I got because they're tiny mm-hmm. and so I had gotten like a size seven Uh play dress or whatever and just now she fits into it which is just super sweet to like still be using some of that stuff um we got both the rooms kind of generically ready with Mm -hmm. a bed and a dresser um and painted and that kind of stuff knowing that we would switch out beds for cribs potentially Mm -hmm. or whatever so we had like a template right in place uh i anticipated them sharing if we could because uh-huh. I figured they'd probably be under that six-year-old yeah. age so we went w- more in one room we kind of kept more as a guest room but we had a bed and gotcha. dresser and just put a couple little kid touches in there mm-hmm. but then I did make I did go all in making one room more kiddish um, and I did like black and white and bright colors and just mm-hmm. made it fun yeah Um, our friends had thrown a shower for us so we had lots of gift cards like saved up to use uh-huh. when it was more specific yeah. and then did you we, have like a wish list going at
0: all or was it just going no, like really to – No, because it's like the stuff you wait need for you a see newborn. is so different is, than a five-year-old. Right, right, right. So, I
1: mean, I had – we had like books and different little things, but I really was waiting for the specific stuff. Yeah. And then we found out about them mid-February. And we had them home with us by March 13th. Mm. So it was about a month total, just wow. a little bit under. So we made a few frantic trips to Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> but that was fun yeah. uh, for like a crib and a toddler bed. And uh-huh. then I just went nuts with little girl clothes. And mm-hmm. so that was oh super gosh. fun. Um, so yeah, I was like this general, general, general. Okay, real specific. Right. <laughs> and do it all in one <laughs> do month. all the things. Yeah, so <laughs> it was interesting. Um, what were your favorite parts about preparing for a new family member?
0: Yeah. Um, Something that I am just starting to enjoy right now, too, that I guess I have been enjoying is just the savoring, the anticipation of having a baby and that new
1: family member. Christmas coming. Yeah. Mm. And
0: I think what I know now, too, is it can be really hard Mm -hmm. on the other side. And Mm -hmm. so right now it's just this very sweetness where you just get to think about all the good yeah. and you're not faced with any of the hard parts of childcare and sleepless nights, (laughs) like you said, like all of your routines being upended. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'm, I'm very much recognizing that Mm -hmm. and just like appreciating it, Mm -hmm. you know, that is just, I don't know how things will change or how hard they could be or easy or whatnot. So I'm just really savoring that anticipation. Um, Definitely having a room set up and just seeing that all come together and just a sweet space, imagining having a baby in it, just imagining. I love to, to make, I think my, kind of intention with when I set up a nursery for the boys and they ended up both using the same room and then setting up this nursery for our baby girl is I want it to be an inviting, cozy, but very functional space. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to work mm-hmm. very well, but I also want it to be a space that Chris and I really yeah, enjoy being in because like, exactly, cranky we're, time in we're there. We're gonna be uh-huh. in there um a lot. And so that's very fun for me to kind of mm-hmm. think through all of that. And then baby clothes. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> They're so cute. And come on sweet. now. Yep. <laughs> and, and this time around, I am very much enjoying uh, getting into a whole new color palette. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm not going over the top yeah. pink, but yeah. still just pastels yeah. and just the patterns are yeah. so different
1: for girls. It so is cute. So it's, it's really fun. Um, yeah, I will say I... Um, I feel like I felt like something it felt like something I could do that was very tangible mm-hmm. and something that I could control and eased some anxiety yeah. about everything being up in the air and I'm sure like if you're a new um mom biologically too it it feels like this thing you can do to totally. set yourself up. Yes. Now, granted, some of that might have been unnecessary right. or whatever, but it feels like this place to channel your energy. Yeah, yeah. So I liked that. Um, for me, especially, I didn't carry them with me. So it felt like a way to connect with them mm-hmm. before meeting them mm-hmm. and to build that anticipation when they weren't with me mm-hmm. and to love them ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and then I really did enjoy, I mean, we lived it up because I was not even pregnant. Yeah. And so we did all of the grown folks things. Uh I mean, we went on a vacation, we did lots of date nights, we Mm -hmm. had Mm -hmm. drinks, we had parties, we did, we did the things that, um, instead of being sad about that, I feel like we really embraced that and it it ended up being really important because Mm -hmm. it was a hard season Mm -hmm. once we got the girls. So we felt like we went into it very connected. And I would say that if you are waiting, um, in your own adoption weight Mm -hmm. or infertility journey, Mm -hmm. I think the focus can just be on like when it happens, like I need it to happen Mm -hmm. and you're focused forward, but like, there's a lot of really fun, good parts about waiting Mm -hmm. and try to enjoy that Mm -hmm. as hard as that is sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Um, were there things that you did that you found were particularly helpful, like on a practical level? Um, once said little family member arrived. Yeah.
0: One thing was definitely having some meals and snacks like yeah. quick breads frozen yeah. in the freezer to pull those out, like just to be able to have a hearty, cozy mm-hmm. meal very easily Mm -hmm. was very comforting. Um, also having someone else set up a meal train that's kind of gone around in our book club, usually that someone sets up a meal train and that was really great. It's like such a nice way. There's so many different websites you can do it through now to make it really easy. And it's a nice way to, um, say when you're available, like yeah. what times are going to work mm-hmm. for you, what types of foods you might want, um, and to let people come over and visit, but that it's just, you know, I feel like everyone kind of knows like, okay, I'm going to drop off a meal, stay for a little visit, but not, yeah. you know, stay yeah. for Monopolize too Monopolize your time. Right. Yeah. I do think I might do it a little differently this time around. Just, I think I'm going to be able to stock our freezer pretty well. And mm-hmm. I might do more like, if you want to stop by, bring me a coffee or bring me a little treat. Like I'm not feeling I will need as much like the full meal. Or text Uh,
1: me and be like, what do you need from Walgreens? I'm on the way. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Just
0: like you you can come empty handed too, but if you know, people usually want to bring something. So something like that. Um, With Cedric, so we learned this the first time around with Dash, and then did this for Cedric, and we'll do this for this baby too. And that is, we're actually going to set up Chris to sleep in a different room, okay? (laughs) Because it turns out it is much better for us if just one of us is up all night with a baby. Yeah, I can kind of handle it better. Plus, breastfeeding. Plus, other children has to to be me. (laughs) Exactly. And it turns out that if we divide and conquer, like that is where our strength is. Chris, if he can get a good night's sleep... Mm then he is up, he is taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. He is cleaning the house. He has energy for the right. day.
1: And take care of you then.
0: Exactly. Makes me my coffee, makes me my breakfast. And I just feel like I can kind of operate better on yeah. less sleep. Yeah. And so anyway, that is something we learned. And so you we each have like my- your zones. Exactly. Of, this is what I'm covering in exactly. the family right now. Exactly. Yeah, and like that, that. that works really well for us. And then another thing um, is identifying some support that I'm yes. gonna like yes. be able to turn to, and what was really helpful for me was um, a mom group. It was called a breastfeeding support group, but it really felt just like a mom a mom group for if your baby is one or mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. It was um, hosted at the hospital where I delivered, but everyone was welcome. And anyway, that was a once a week mm-hmm. thing, like hour, hour and a half. And I think for a lot of moms, it was like the first place they went out into the world with their new baby. So you can change diapers. You can Mm -hmm. have crying babies. You're there with lots of other moms. And so, um, yeah, just kind of knowing ahead of time something that I could go do and Mm -hmm. just giving me some kind of structure. I Mm -hmm. was very thankful to have known about that. And I'm planning to
1: go back this time around. I like that. Um, Yeah, I would say a major thing that we did and this was part of the home study process because it was like, okay, this can't be a dump my random junk room anymore. It's got to be like a somewhat serviceable kid Uh room. And so we just did a major decluttering of the house. Like if you guys have time and you are expecting children, trust me. Trust and believe, yes. no matter how minimal you think you are, you'll be so thankful. With this tidy human comes in with more stuff than both of you mm-hmm. combined, mm-hmm. Um, you will be grateful. Yes. So, major decluttering of the whole house. That was super helpful. Um, I remember specifically saying to Jeremiah, I'm just so glad we organized everything before they got here. Nice. Because they just, they will fill in those blank spaces yeah. quickly. And then you don't have that hanging over your head of like, oh, also this garage is a disaster totally. every time you walk out into and it. And I feel you know? like
0: that's one of the things that when you have no mm-hmm. bandwidth, you see those things yes. and that makes you feel even more stressed yes. out because you know you're not getting nope. to it for the foreseeable future.
1: Nope. It <laughs> ma- That's the kind of stuff that makes you feel like you're drowning. Yeah. When you, so if you can get as much of that taken care of as possible, it's great. Um, having the room mostly done mm-hmm. and then being able to plug in like the specifics, mm. but leaving the room or what we didn't know we needed yet. Gotcha. Like I feel like I didn't overdo it. And I yeah. feel like even with a new baby, if you're a new mom, uh-huh. we have a tendency to set things up how we think we're gonna need right. them. And I think it's okay to be like, okay, we have the basics, mm-hmm. but then how am I actually gonna use these drawers? Yeah. Yeah. How am I, you know, thinking right. leaving room for that to be right. flexible. Have once the those functionality, kids but yes. know that it's okay to change yes. it
0: up and plug in some additional things. I like that.
1: Um meals in the freezer, totally yeah. helpful. Uh, I would say one thing, and this again goes for biological moms as well, having feeding stuff figured out. Mm. So like for us, as soon as we knew their ages, I was Uh like, okay, I know my main job is going to be to feed them and keep them alive. So like I figured out, we got an Ikea set Mm -hmm. of like their little dishes. Mm -hmm. I pulled my moms around the universe. Uh Like what are the best like water bottles for kids? Yeah that aren't going to spill everywhere and make me crazy. And then we got those little snack cups with like the monster. Cause I was like, okay, even when we first started taking them on outings and stuff before they were home with us full time, Mm -hmm. as we were getting to know them, I wanted like that feeding is a big bonding Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be like, yep, this is like, I got you, I got you covered and that they could, from the beginning, we could set that up as a nurturing, Mm -hmm. low stress thing and Mm -hmm. not like, oh they can't drink out of this water bottle like this is so frustrating like I just so and I think for um new moms you may be working on that like trying the breastfeeding seeing Mm -hmm. if it works but like giving yourself kind of a game plan in terms of like okay if I'm trying breastfeeding and I'm Mm -hmm. insane Mm -hmm. what is my go-to I'm gonna go to this thing I'm going to give my like talk through that with your partner alternatives yeah Yeah, like what do we believe about these things what what are we going to do if things are hard mm-hmm. where are we going to keep the bottles mm-hmm. like figuring out feeding is like a big deal mm, when you're a, a new mom one. so yeah. that that is something i felt like i did a good job of and really helped me once they arrived and i was like mm-hmm. oh okay constant <laughs> snacks here we right, go <laughs> right <laughs> um okay so what did you maybe obsess over or worry about a little bit <laughs> and got a little crazy about now in hindsight that turned out to not be a big deal or you wish you would have calmed down about okay
0: This is funny. I feel like nothing is coming to mind. I'm sure there were things that I obsessed crazy about. you are a very level-headed lady. I do feel like I did a pretty good Mm -hmm. job um, of, you know, kind of knowing what I would want, but then leaving some room to be flexible, but Mm -hmm. I will say there is something right now that I am obsessing over and it probably won't be (laughs) as important in hindsight, but I think it's because before I don't feel like I gave it enough thought. And so anyway, I am obsessed with figuring out what I'm going to take with me and specifically where like to the birth center to give birth and like postpartum In those early, like Like bleary eyed weeks. 48 hours to week kind of a thing. Exactly like that first month at home. Okay. I think just because I don't your body changes so quickly. Like suddenly you lose 15 to 20 pounds. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden I was breastfeeding. So you're nursing, your boobs are leaking. Yeah. It's like a whole situation. Everything's
1: leaking. (laughs) Everything's leaking.
0: And I think, too, just I just remember, like, especially with Dash, after having given birth, I mean, I assume I brought a nursing bra, but I don't really know. It just was kind of like one of those. You almost
1: don't even know what you need until you need it. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think I was just kind of thinking, like, up through the birth Mm -hmm. and not thinking quite as much about, like, what I would need right after that time. And so I just remember feeling, I mean, sleep deprived already, Mm -hmm. like, not like what is even happening with my body, not Mm -hmm. very comfortable, um, in a hospital bed, like with covers on, but holding this baby that was so hot. Like I remember being super hot, (laughs) but also like, not having good support for my breasts. Like it just felt like a whole situation. (laughs) And it's sort of like in that when everything is just like, I don't even know what's happening. You just want to feel your best as you can. Yes, And I think some like comfortable functional clothes can go a long way for that. So I am like obsessed with researching like nursing bras and different like functional nightgown Mm -hmm. or do I want like a pants and shirt situation? So
1: anyway, I think that's so good too. add good, like seasoned mom advice. Mm -hmm. You've learned to take care of yourself. Yeah. And you're so focused on the baby with that first one Uh that it's like, oh now I'm starting to think about like what could have made that better for me right and in doing so mm-hmm. I will be taking better care of my right. baby exactly but we're focused on the car seats and the crib mm-hmm. and all of those and their things. little going home outfits like that. what are you gonna yes. be wearing going home <laughs> I remember one of the sweetest things someone did for me after we brought the girls home was you dropped off a basket of like new mom oh. goodies and I didn't even have all the body stuff going uh-huh. on. But one of the things in there was this like most comfortable, perfect weight for Arizona robe. And it was so perfect. And you're like, you just trust me. You need this as a <laughs> yes. mom. Yes. And it was crazy. Cause you just don't think about like, Oh, I may not get dressed till noon uh-huh. because we were up all night or I'm in and out of their bedroom. And like how comforting that is to just be able to throw that on and feel a little put together, little put the together. boobs a little bit contained, yes. like, I mean, I had a three-year-old instantly who would be like, what are those when you're, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. okay, not yes. that I'm like a prude about it, but right. like it just felt so comforting to yes. be like, and to have some of that as an adoptive mom mm-hmm. when like, mm-hmm. I think people are more like, oh, you're good. You didn't just give birth, right. you know, but like, yeah, but I'm still not getting sleep right. and I still am not, I, didn't, I remember not peeing oh. and not feeding myself because uh-huh. I was like, yeah. I don't, we don't have a schedule. Right. I, I can't leave. Life what do I actually ended. do with them when I have to go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That was so, so helpful. Oh, and I'm, sweet. So, I'm so glad. Yeah. Yes,
0: a a comfortable robe is something I would definitely recommend for any new mom.
1: Totally. Totally, because you're going to wear it a lot. Yes. A lot more than you think. (laughs) A lot more than you think. Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay, so for me, I I will say if you're going through the adoption process or thinking about it, I was way more worried about the home study process than Mm -hmm. I needed to be. Okay. I think I felt like – I think everybody is like, I can't do that. I can't have someone poking around my house, and it's so invasive. And it actually was amazing for Mm -hmm. our relationship because they ask you a lot of questions about, like, how were you raised about discipline Mm -hmm. or how did you – you know, what kind of relationship did your parents have? Mm -hmm. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, And they're not looking, I think somebody said this to me in the process, like one of our social workers at some point said, you know, we're not looking for ways to fail you, right? We're looking for ways to make you a family and like help you be a successful family, Mm -hmm. even like the the monthly checks that they do or whatever. And also like keep in perspective, some of the other people that they're Some of the other homes that they're going through, I mean, to be real. And so I just think like you get hung up on like, okay, do we have the right child locks Mm -hmm. on? And Because it can make you focus on all that minutiae because you have this checklist to go through. But they're like, it's fine. Like they came through one time and my medicine wasn't locked up. And she's like, okay, well, just lock it now in front of me and I can check it off that I saw it locked. Yeah, Like I know you're taking good care of your kids. You know what I mean? So don't let that, if you are thinking about adoption, hold you back. Because Mm -hmm. I think I was way more worried about that than I needed Mm -hmm. to be. And it actually ended up being very helpful in some ways. So um, that, I will say we had huge fights (laughs) about cabinet locks (laughs) because I was insisting they had to be done before our initial home visit. They 100% did not need to be. (laughs) uh, They needed to be done before we brought kids home. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also wanted a very specific kind of lock Uh that we could like turn on and off. Well, it turns out those were like a big pain to install. (laughs) And I mean, just, I remember just like screaming at each other (laughs) in the kitchen It was like these locks represented like the stress of the whole nesting period. And so I needed to calm down about that. I feel like
0: everyone's going to have that. It's going to be putting together a crib. It's going to be at Ikea, overwhelmed (laughs) with all the choices. Like it's going to come You are going to come to a
1: point where you're like, why am I even having a family with this person? And it will be over like sippy cups, like for real. Um, And then I will say as an adoptive mom also, and I think you could still have some of this as an, as a, biological mom but like I because I was preparing for this process of children that have been through some kind of trauma they're not in the system for a good reason right Mm -hmm. so whether it's just neglect or abuse or just frankly being separated from their birth family is Mm -hmm. trauma and so I focused on everything that could go wrong gotcha because you had to be prepared for like we literally sat there with a checklist like can you handle this disorder can you I mean which was brutal yeah but because of that, it was like, eventually you are going to have these actual humans in mm-hmm. front of you and they may or may not have any of those issues. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say my girls have not had most of them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like focusing on what could go right gotcha, and that we'll just figure it out, mm-hmm. but that like you you cannot prepare for every right. eventuality. You cannot constantly keep your kids right. safe. It's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. So like when you find yourself spiraling that way to be able to like let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and something I was going to say about what I feel like could have been more helpful, and uh-huh. I've said this before, is yeah. to during that nesting period, if you don't already, set yourself up with a counselor. Ugh, Find yourself one. a good therapist because your world's about to get rocked great no matter one. how smoothly everything goes. Yep. And you need a place to process that and take care of you. And yeah, I just firmly believe that for every mom, for every person really. But yeah. like that is something that I wish I would have done so much mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there you go It'd be so
0: helpful just to have something like a touch base pre and then yeah a, an appointment post yeah and then if you're finding go you don't from need there. it you you don't have mm-hmm. to continue but
1: you have it in place if you need it mm-hmm. but, but i feel like when you get into it and you're sleep deprived and stressed and your hormones are crazy mm-hmm. or you're like in the middle of secondary trauma like mm-hmm. you almost don't know what to do and nothing yeah. feels helpful or it feels like a too overwhelming to find somebody totally so get do that ahead of time yeah yeah. If you can.
0: I think that just really goes along with identifying the support that you're yeah. going to need. Like, if you are totally. someone that's like super social and, you know, suddenly being tied to home Mm -hmm. is going to be really hard, you know, um, identifying the babysitters or identifying Mm -hmm. the friends that are going to come over for the visit, um, that mental health support, all of that, just giving yourself some time to think through what kind of support am I going to need? Maybe you need to get a monthly cleaning service for a few months. Get them lined up
1: ahead get Mm -hmm. comfortable with them before you have a baby in your house that you're like crazy protective over Mm -hmm. even, you know, Mm -hmm. I think too, we, because something that I learned through my experience, because it is not the more common way, I feel like, to mm-hmm. become a new mom, especially. Um, I feel like adoption is more common um, as, like, a seasoned parent, mm-hmm. sometimes, especially through foster care, mm-hmm. That that because pregnancy mm-hmm. is such a common human experience, mm-hmm. I feel like there's almost even more pressure on biological moms to, like, the shoulds like well I should I should be able to like Mm -hmm. load the dishwasher and have a baby Mm -hmm. I should I should I should or this Mm -hmm. this should this is normal breastfeeding is normal this should be easier right and like get rid of that idea because Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard and rock your world no matter what and that's not to be in a scary way but to be like that's okay Mm -hmm. it should rock your world and it is okay to do whatever you need to do to take care of you Mm -hmm. so a very good reminder sidebar Um, Okay. So what, this is just for you. Oh, that's fun. Because you are the one with child. (laughs) That's What are you currently (laughs) doing to prepare for baby girl Wharton, if you haven't already mentioned it? And like, how do you think that this compares to other pregnancies in terms of nesting? Okay. I definitely, like I said,
0: I'm about seven weeks to go and I am feeling that Mm -hmm. emotional, just energy feelings turning inward. I feel like I just want to be home. I just... Really, all I want to be doing is getting ready for the yeah. baby, and it feels like a very fun time. Just with the timing of this, I kind of had to get through the holidays first, mm-hmm. and then post holidays, it's, it's just time. like okay, yeah. now I can just focus on the baby. So
1: I'm feeling that a lot. And do just, you get sorry to interrupt? Uh-huh. Do you get the physical energy too that some people talk about getting, like like manic cleaning? Um, I, that I definitely along?
0: feel like I have good energy, but I've been feeling pretty good, you know, since I got out of the first trimester, okay. but it definitely feels like, yeah, I want to get all the things yeah. done. Energy <laughs> to do said things. Yes. Um, we are currently accumulating the stuff that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just had bedrooms painted. So Yay. a bedroom painted for a baby girl, the boy's new bedroom What painted. color did you pick? Oh, I'm so excited about it. So, um, it's kind of interesting. The top, probably half to maybe the bottom third mm-hmm. is white. Mm-hmm. And the bottom is like a buttery yellow.
1: Ooh, pretty.
0: And then I got the back of the door painted a blush pink that's so cute it makes me so happy i love that just so like a little much. pop just of little color of and i'm not like a super pinky girl yeah. but it's just like oh but this is just a color that we haven't had in the house before that's really sweet so i am very i love excited adore to painted another color too i so love fun. it i love it too because really so few people will see it but i'll chris and i will be spending totally. a lot of time in there and i just feel like it'll make me happy every time that's i see so it so cute so, and I, I do have just this big, um, kind of my big goal right now is to have everything done, like big stuff done by kind of that early March, like yeah. by the end of the first week of March, cause I'm due at the end of March. And so then I just want to have this like couple of, I hope pretty stress-free weeks mm-hmm. when I'm my biggest mm-hmm. to just maybe make a couple meals to freeze, do enjoyable stuff. Just like put my feet up, literally, yeah, literally yeah. and figuratively. Yep. You know. <laughs> I like um, so looking forward to that. I think that it is different this time in just having the wisdom of having done it before. Yeah. So there is that. So I feel like I have some confidence in terms of knowing what we need and kind of how to get it set up. So mm-hmm. that feels kind of less stressful mm-hmm. and more comfortable. But then. Also knowing that it's our last and also having a girl for the first time. Yeah. I also feel like I'm indulging in ways that I was a little more minimal. Like
1: practical with the boys. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Like I am, if I just see an adorable outfit at Target, yeah. I am treating myself yeah. to that. You'd be very proud. I'm, I'm, I'm super in, proud. I'm indulging some overbuyer tendencies. and it. And just like letting
1: myself really enjoy that. Yeah. So Aww. that's been really fun. I love it. Um, yeah. So this comes out. March 11th I believe. Oh my gosh so it is finished. So imminent. she will be like really on the way. <laughs> yeah hopefully I'm putting my feet up right yes, now. Yes <laughs> you should be putting your feet up future Kelsey. <laughs> Okay, so do you have any obsessions other than super cute little baby girl outfits? I know.
0: Um, I do have an obsession, and it is actually kids' clothes. They are the Hannah Anderson striped pajamas. So cute. Oh, my gosh. Are they actually as
1: soft and, like, high quality as everybody talks about, too? Okay, I have not tried a pair yet, but I need to. You
0: have to get some. I had, you know, seen these for years on the internet. Right. I got um, the boys some kind of ahead of Christmas, Mm -hmm. not as, like, Christmas, just, like, as their winter pajamas. Um, I got them different colors. And then I got each of their other little cousins, like also different colors. So a cousin on Chris's side, I got him a different color. And then my sister's new baby boy, their new cousin, I got him like a little striped onesie. Oh, so cute. And so they are so adorable. Mm -hmm. But then also just, yes, the quality is so good. Okay. Is so good. The fit is great. They're like thick and soft. It just feels like like
1: we'll definitely be able to use them, like hand them down. And I love kid jammies. I'm obsessed. And my kids are getting much less cute in jammies now. You know what I mean? It's just not as cute. So I feel like I need to compensate with cuter jammies.
0: So yeah, the stripes I just love. Like I love the idea of like getting... Uh, siblings the different colors are matching colors yeah. or like sets of cousins so all the colors cute. so we were already talking about what color we should get for their baby sister oh, so that is the sweetest i am definitely loving those
1: i love it okay so my obsession is travel pillows ooh but not just for traveling okay so we were on our way home from california and i had an awful migraine oh. And we were driving Mm -hmm. and I could not find a comfortable place to put my head. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have a migraine, like the only thing you can do is sleep at a certain point. And so we stopped at this rest stop, like just inside of Arizona. And Mm -hmm. I just got one of those like random U-shaped travel pillows. And I've never owned one, I realized. And I was like, oh, this is why people travel <laughs> with these. I see. So it was great for a car trip, which yep. I feel like I only even think about them for an airplane. Yeah, that's true. Which is so weird. Right. Why don't we bring them in the car? That's right. Maybe all of you do. And I'm just like, <laughs> welcome to 2020. Um, but I loved it for that. I also now have been reading in bed with it. Because oh, interesting. you know how you get like the craned neck right? just like looking you down? you get your pillow just yeah. right.
0: Yeah. So it's like just right for right. that. And I
1: I used it when I had my ear infection. I could not lay down gotcha. straight. I had an awful ear infection. Yeah. Swimmer's ear is no joke. It wasn't from swimming. It was from overzealous <laughs> Q-tip usage. Oh boy. But I could actually get like some sort of rest like 45 huh. minutes at a time or something because I had that on then because right. I could sit up. Because really what is hard about sitting up is that you? You're gonna crane your neck no right. matter what you do. Right. So just to have that, so I'm like a little sleeping comfort. with this travel pillow now, <laughs> I'm like, like every I'm night. It. But I also got the turtle pillow. I don't know about this. Okay, so this wraps around your neck like a turtleneck. Okay. Except it's got one side of it that's like hard and shaped like how oh. your jaw to shoulder is okay. shaped like a u-shape okay and it's adjustable so you can depending on how big that oh, space interesting. is and so it holds your neck up and you just kind of lean interesting so it takes up way less space like in your travel luggage uh-huh. and stuff so i'm i'm now i'm like <laughs> wanting to read my book with that it's really i think more for sleeping but oh my gosh so I am set on the travel I'm gonna have to look
0: at a picture of this online I
1: can't quite picture it
0: and plus you have your trip you have an overseas flight coming up so it's
1: good to know that I'm gonna yeah I'm trying out all all the travel pillows yeah okay (laughs) good you're gonna have quite a collection you'll just like pull them out one by one depending on what's these are handy (laughs) and everybody's
0: like yeah we know we know about that (laughs) I I hadn't thought about using them other than like
1: just on an airplane for yeah. a super long flight. So. Yeah, I don't know why. And I would not have thought it either, except for this ear infection, needing to sleep, sitting up situation because of the pressure. And so yeah. I was like, oh, all right. Now I'm reading my book with a travel pillow. Keep oh, that handy. No, I'm watching TV with my travel pillow. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> do you have any neighborhood news
0: for us? Okay, I do have some quick neighborhood news. Okay. So I've been wearing my Fitbit. I've been committed to getting my 10,000 steps a day. Mm -hmm. So what that has meant is that sometimes at the end of the day at the boy's bedtime, I still have a couple thousand steps. So I'm like, all right, Chris, I'm going out for an evening walk, put on an audio book and walk around. And I found one particular loop that I know like walking down the street and around, it's a thousand steps. So it's kind of easy. I can just like do that two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. So one evening I was out there and as I was like making my round, this woman was out like in her driveway. And, uh, she was like, are you walking every night? And I was just kind of like, Oh, I'm just trying to get my 10,000 steps. So, you know, sometimes, and, and then she was kind of like, Oh yeah, I need to do that more often, but you know, I can't find anyone to go with me. And I feel (laughs) like she was just kind of leading like walking buddy. Yeah, And I just like shut it down. Because I do not no. want a walking buddy. Nope. I'm like, can't you see that I just took my earbud out yeah. and I was happily listening to my audiobook, yep. and I have no problem getting out here yeah. by myself. None. And so not going to be your accountability buddy <laughs> as much <laughs> so what did you say? as I like your neighborly. I think I was just kind of like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, good luck she, with that. She wasn't like, do you want to go walking? And I didn't like yeah. shut her down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done if she said, do you? Do you want to go sometime? What would you say? I think I would probably have been like, oh, you know,
0: I don't really have a consistent schedule and put my
1: in, like, (laughs) and then run away. away." (laughs) And sometimes I run.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And then not do that loop anymore. So funny. (laughs) So anyway.
1: That's awesome. Sometimes I'm into the neighborliness. Sometimes Sometimes not. It's not the time to be neighborly. Exactly. I like it. Um, you know what else is not the time to be neighborly? I'm just gonna add this little tidbit. (laughs) Do you ever it's like this unspoken neighbor rule? Like when you see someone who is out that clearly did not think anybody would see them out. (laughs) And you almost, it's like a courtesy to not acknowledge their presence. Just kind of look away. Like they maybe are in pajamas that are showing a little bit too much Uh or they like really just had to go like, kept their dog that ran out the front door or something i mean i've I've maybe
0: mentioned like yeah our recycling comes so early (laughs) seen someone taking their recycling out not wearing a shirt i mean a guy not wearing a shirt yet i've definitely gone and done that
1: with no bra just look away please yeah this is not the time even for a wave because you're going to force me to wave back (laughs) and my breasts are not supported for a wave at the moment No it's just so funny it's like this unspoken rule it is
0: it's kind of like before 7 a.m ish like
1: we're just all in our own little worlds yep (laughs) i love it (laughs) okay i think that that is all we have on nesting um thank you so much for hanging out with us today if you would like to find us in between shows you can connect with us on instagram we are high girls next door over there and find our girl next door podcast page on facebook you can also always send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at com, And as always, you can find the show notes for this episode um, and all of our episodes at girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so
0: much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. But only after seven AM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only if everyone is appropriately dressed. <laughs> <It's> so funny.
1: <laughs> okay, how what do you nope, you're obsessed already every time.